there's technology that's sitting on your shelf all the time. Every company has technology and every business has technology sitting on the shelf. Go and dust it off. Make sure you understand what's there and you can make it work for you and it helps you organize your day and, and stay better on top of things. Use it. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E. You're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Jamie Wolslegel. Jamie, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome. Thanks, Theo. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. So a little bit about Jamie. He's the CEO of Service Connect, a multifamily property tech startup that focuses on optimizing multifamily maintenance operations. He's been doing this for six years. They launched Service Connect at age 40 as a first-time entrepreneur. He is based in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the website is Service Connect. The service is spelled S-E-R-V as in Victor U. S as in samconnect.com. So Jamie, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? 
Yeah, I'm a typical mid-40 professional who's had a number of careers. I did start out in multifamily out of college. I worked for a large multifamily operator in greater Washington, D.C. and Baltimore metro area. And then I kind of got out of that, got into IT and has been doing IT consulting for about 15 years, sales and consulting and working with Fortune 500. And that was a really cool experience. And then I kind of got bored. And about the time that I turned 40, I took a sabbatical from that job and started thinking about my roots and what was happening in the multifamily space. And we saw an area that hadn't been applied from a technology perspective in the maintenance area. And so we kind of dug in. That's where we landed. Perfect. So let's talk about that. So what exactly does Service Connect do for multifamily investors? Well, Service Connect is a dedicated maintenance operations platform. And what we do is try to optimize and apply top technology to the maintenance workflow that typically happens between a resident and the management company or the folks responsible for handling maintenance issues in apartments. This is an area that has not necessarily had a lot of technology applied to it. It's kind of an afterthought when it comes to the traditional property management systems that are out there, whether it's your folios or Yardies or RealPages or MRIs. They all certainly have facilities modules, but they're, again, typically an afterthought. So when we started this process, one of the things that we saw was that maintenance operations was just a really black hole when it came to data. And that's because a lot of it was still being done brute force. There's still a lot of paper and maintenance operations in multifamily, which is really, really interesting because it's an area that just generates a lot of interaction with a resident. And as things have moved online, so online rent payments and online leasing, and certainly during COVID-19 and pandemic, the need for a contactless resident experience with your landlord has been something that was really important. And certainly maintenance operations is a huge part of engaging with the tenant community. From the resident's perspective, if my management company, my owner is using Service Connect and my toilet's clogged, what happens? What's the difference yeah. between me calling some guy and saying, hey, can you come fix this? What happens instead? So typically a lot of management companies and certainly probably a lot of your investors who are also operators have ways for residents to put in service requests, either online forms or they call the office or they have a resident portal. Maybe they're running an app folio that has a resident app. So the resident will log in and will put their service request in. From there, that's where the brute force starts. And that's where we have kind of found our niches providing that back office between the time that the resident calls in and it hits a system to the time that the technician responds to it, digitally documents their work. And then that digital documentation gets recorded against the unit record and against that asset. We really have found our niche optimizing almost that backend process and really streamlining the workflow from when a resident calls in and says, Hey, I have a maintenance issue. My toilet's plugged. Or they put that issue in an online form somewhere that's where a lot of our automation kicks in. So it has required us to really open up APIs and figure out how to digitally connect those online resident forms and those property management softwares to our system. But really where we shine is streamlining the backend, which really makes a big difference when it comes to taking a lot of time out of the response time for maintenance operations to handle a resident issue. Okay, so I submit my form. The only change for the resident, you'd say, would be a faster turnaround time. So from their perspective, they're not seeing any of these calculations happening. They just call in and then someone shows up at their door faster. That's right. The service request shows up digitally on a technician's Service Connect technician app. We have points where we do touch the residents a lot is through our resident notification system. So we have automated resident notifications 
via SMS that go out and we'll alert the resident, hey, we've got your request. We're adding it to our queue. Or when the technician gets ready to start the work, they'll get an SMS that says, hey, so-and-so is going to be showing up at your apartment soon. And then when the technician's done and they complete the work order, our system does send a survey to the resident. So we do have a lot of resident touch after that initial call in or after that initial submission on the website that, hey, I have a maintenance issue. So really, if we can keep an open line of communication with a resident and just brief them on what's happening with their service request, because that's the big problem is they put a request in online and then it's a black hole and they don't know what's going to happen until somebody knocks on their door. 100%. Is it email or is it text notification? Is it uh, everything? It's both. It's text and SMS. SMS okay. is an email. So the SMS is the killer medium. Mm-hmm. I think the statistics are 95% of all SMS messages are read. You may not necessarily respond to them, but you pretty much read every one. And election season, now we're all starting to get election SMSs as well. You read them and then you delete them, but it's a great notification medium. It doesn't require residents to download some app that they may only use for a year while they're living in that apartment. So SMS is the killer notification medium. And then from there, it's kind of like the airlines. We take them into a a unique mobile responsive browser-based on their mobile device web experience so that they can see their service requests and add any comments, et cetera, get status details. Do you have like a stat that says before someone used our service, their response time was X and then after the response time was Y? Yeah. Usually we're seeing a 2x improvement. We call it service cycle time. So that's a major metric that we track in our system is just the time that it takes from when a resident submits a service request to when the technician completes it. That'll typically improve 2x. The thing that I think that's interesting that we've also started to see is that most operators manage for the things that slip through the cracks. They're not managing to the things that they're doing really well. So one of the things that was surprising to us is that a lot of operators actually do a really good job responding and having short cycle times on a percentage of all of their service requests, but they don't ever manage to that because they don't actually have that statistics easily available to them. What they're managing to are the things like, hey, these service requests have been open for five days. Where are they? And then it's a process to obviously try to figure out what's happening on that service request. But when we get involved, we tend to have a lot of data that they haven't previously been privy to. And yeah. um, so now that we show where they see their faults are and, and show them their improvements, we can also show where they're actually doing really well. And those become key metrics on performance as they move out. That's kind of my next question, which is from the property management or the owner's perspective, do they have their own portal too, where they can pull reports? The reason I'm asking this is because I remember when I had a third party management company, it was really annoying when I got a report and it just said $500 maintenance. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how many maintenance issues it was. I was just like, okay, well, something happened that month and I got to call them and ask them what it was. And then they had to find the maintenance guy to figure out exactly what it was. So from my perspective as a landlord or as a property management company, what type of reporting do I have access to? There's kind of two levels of reporting. There's the what's happening now reporting, like what's in the queue, what are folks working on? What's the status of these open service requests? Have they been responded to? Have these guys uploaded photos and videos and comments of what's been going on? So that's kind of the current state of operations, which is very much front and center in our platform and our manager's dashboard. And then there's the, hey, how are we doing? And how did we do last month? How did we do last week? How are we trending over time? How do we do this year compared to last year? And beginning of 2019, we actually implemented a business analytics and business intelligence back into our system that allowed us to provide our owner operators and investors and, and all the folks who, who are interested in 
that type of data, more the analytical data of, hey, how is this particular property or how is this particular service tech or this team or this region performing over time? How are their service cycle times ebbed and flowed? And then compare that with the resident feedback, the survey data that we get in as well. And you can definitely start to see patterns there. So that has become a pretty important part for our clients of how they manage health of their maintenance operations teams and frankly, how folks are doing and just general health and wellness of their Mm -hmm. operations. So yeah, for sure. What's the portfolio size of your average client? Like if I have a duplex, it's something I'm going to be able to use in a Ford or is this for bigger guys? Our target market based on our go-to-market model has been anybody over 500 to 1,000 units under management has been a sweet spot. And as you get into five and 10,000 units and beyond that, we certainly have some very large customers who manage into the tens of thousands of units. We typically price our product on a per unit per month basis, not necessarily by number of service requests or not necessarily by number of users accessing the system. So it's typically units under management. So we do have some small customers who get a lot of value out of our system, but sometimes it gets a little pricey as the portfolio, just based on the model, the portfolio is very small. It's hard for somebody with less than 100 units to make Service Connect work for them. Although we do very much try to work with everybody and want to work with everybody where it makes sense. But really kind of how we go to it is, hey, we want to work with as many people as possible. And if you have a need in this space, let's try to just be mutually respectful of each other's time and amount that people have to spend on this type of problem. And let's just come to some sort of conclusion on what makes sense for both parties and move forward. If we can, if we can't, that's okay too. Perfect. So this might not be the best question, but since you do have a lot of experience in optimizing maintenance for someone who can't afford your product right now, what would be your best ever maintenance advice for that person with a portfolio under 100 units? What's one thing they can do that's not necessarily getting service connect they can implement in order to optimize their maintenance? First thing is try to get organized with just your digital approach. Digital documentation is a big deal these days. And just being able to have a uniform way to connect a single channel, if you will, to connect with your maintenance teams, keep track of what they're doing on a daily basis and get digital updates from them on the work that they completed. And then whether that's a spreadsheet or there's a lot of times we see clients who have very capable property management software systems that have maintenance facilities aspect of it that are really not being utilized. So this comes from my IT consulting days. There's technology that's sitting on your shelf all the time. Every company has technology and every business has technology sitting on the shelf. Go and dust it off. Make sure you understand what's there and you can make it work for you and it helps you organize your day and, and stay better on top of things. Use it. Absolutely put it to good use. But if Sometimes those things don't scale very well. And as you start to manage more teams and more units, and then you want to start to do some more intricate things with resident engagement, then certainly platforms like us are a good place to start. And we'll talk to anybody and I'm happy to give anybody advice on this topic, even if Service Connect isn't a good fit for them. All right, Jamie, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh man, maybe. We'll see. Let's go. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy 
Gene Guarino teaches you how to take a single-family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more. Okay, Damien, what online resource do you read, do you use, do you stay up to date with? Um, do you know stay up to date with? I'm a news junkie, so easily Drudge Report, my number one go-to. If your business were to collapse to date, what would you do next? I would start a YouTube site for a mountain biking and home improvement venture. You should do that anyways, right? I should do that. I want to do that anyways. Someday I'll do that. You just put a GoPro on your head while you're mountain biking. And yeah, just, just like give projects. Give advice over it. I'm a huge project guy. Projects around the house, building mountain bike trails in the backyard, going and hitting jumps. That's what I want to do. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I'm big into praise and worship music. So I love to sing and play. I play guitar and I sing. and I love to do praise and worship music. So leading a worship or being part of a worship team at church is a way that I like to get back. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? LinkedIn's a good spot. I may not always respond right away, but LinkedIn's probably the one universal spot where folks can hit me up. Okay. And that's Jamie. And then your last name is W-O-H-L-S-C-H-L-E-G-E-L. So they can look him up on LinkedIn. All right, Jamie, I really appreciate coming on the show and talking about your company, Service Connect. I kind of mentioned this, but yeah, maintenance is definitely a major area of headache, even for smaller yeah. landlords. So we walk through how your company is able to optimize the maintenance operations, both yeah. on the residence side where they'll get their maintenance requests fulfilled sooner, as well as know what's actually going on. Yeah. And it's important to mention to you that everybody does maintenance differently. Every company, every landlord, every investor, every operator does maintenance a little bit differently. And that is the challenging part about it. And I think that's kind of made it difficult for companies like us to provide a uniform mm. approach to it. But if you think about sometimes, can you adapt to the technology? Man, we spend a lot of time thinking about this problem. I know certainly a lot of other folks do too. So if you're a small operator, man, it might be a good idea to adapt to the technology that's out there such that you can get some uniformity in your operations. And that's a really, really important point. Exactly. So, Jamie, again, really appreciate you coming yeah, on the show. Enjoy talking to you. Best of listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in and listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.